I want to thank all of our listeners for several years of dedicated and loyal listening throughout the Halo Talks 400 podcast completed to date. We're going to 1,000 by 2024. If you're so inclined, we'd love to have you go to iTunes for us, fill out a review so we can keep this podcast rolling globally. We are now on Chartable's top lists and moving up the charts. Also, if you want to educate yourself in the new year, please go to thehaloacademy.com. Take a look at what we've done with 150 executives in the Halo sector to get them smarter, get them prepared for capital raises, and also more winning. Thanks. Have a great season. Let's go. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. We have the pleasure of bringing the founder of ISSA since 1988 and still rocking the industry at large, Dr. Sal Araya coming in from Northern Cal, and he's going to tell us on what the present and the future looks like on educating our human capital or what I like to say our player personnel. So Sal, welcome to the show. Hey, Pete, thanks for having me. And, uh, you know, the fitness industry got suppressed during the uh, pandemic, but it's, it, it is absolutely at the beginning stages because if you were to take the people today and just look at the population, and it's not like Jack LaLanne's population where he had them exercising and everyone, I mean, the majority of people were fit and in good shape today. The, the number of potential clients, gym members, personal training with clients, it's beyond belief. But the problem is, is that it's now beyond the, the, the client of today is different. They have a plethora of concerns, right? From obesity, hypertension, heart disease, uh, vax injuries, orthopedic conditions. So uh -huh. we need a level of education to address all of the new or nuances that these clients bring and you can't do it. You know, when I, when I started this thing, we started it with one book. The first right. personal training course was a 300 page, three ring binder back in 1987, 88. And yep. we added specializations to it because I knew we, you know, we had to add education to address the various populations youth fitness, senior fitness, sports conditioning, that sort of thing. You know, when you take a look at, at a personal trainer, um, and I was, we were on with one before, but, you know, like a certified therapist, if you will, or uncertified therapist, they're a personal trainer and they might think that they're a nutritionist. Um, now they need to be a motivational. They need to be able to diagnose mental health. They need to understand the way the body functions and all these new issues that people are having because of what they eat or, you know, their lifestyle. So you've kind of come with a mission to say, look, I'm not going to tell you go hire 10 personal trainers that know each one of these things. It does not cost effective. It'll never happen. So I have to basically bundle all this knowledge into the people that are inside of my clubs. And now I got less people in the clubs, you know, before I did, uh, you know, before the pandemic. So how do you think about that? It's a, obviously a alert. Herculean task, but how do you think about it? Now, how's it going to get done? So you've got, you've got your entry level certifications, right? And those work for a good sector of the population, but just like specialists, there aren't 
uh, you know, a, a, a countless number of cardiovascular surgeons or brain surgeons, but there's a, a tremendous amount uh, of uh, more in number of general practitioners or, or family medicine internists. So we need to have that entry level personal trainer, but that we, the clubs have to have a highly skilled, highly individual team and uh, of educated people to go out. So think about it. If, if we uh, if, just think about the problem, the problem is we know that exercise works. It gets people healthy and all that stuff. We know it, but how do we get that team to get referrals from the medical profession? Every single, could you imagine if in a community, just 10 doctors referred all their patients every day, they wrote a prescription for exercise. I'm, sh I'm shocked it doesn't happen because we haven't, we, because we as an industry haven't taken and trained our teams to go out, knock on the door and say, Hey, my name is Sal. I've got a bachelor's. I've got a master's degree in the subject. We have a health club that has a competent team. We can not only evaluate, we could take your prescription, but we can provide every six weeks objective information back to you to show right. blood pressure reduction, show the blood, ch blood panel changes. We could show the changes in osteopenia or sarcopenia. We could, the changes in flexibility and body weight. We can uh, provide those physicians and we haven't done it as an industry yet. So yeah. it is, it, uh, could you imagine walking into a physician who spent eight years in college or 12 years in residency and all that stuff, walk in and say, hey, I earned my certification from ISSA or ACE. I took one class. Right. I, I, it, it just you can't do it. Right. We, yeah. we, but it works good for the entry. Hey, let's, Pete, just think about the medical profession, like nursing. Uh, huh? You've got your LVNs, right? Your, the, the, the bottom, and people, nurses, are super happy being an LVN. That's the entry level. But then there's the RN, the surgical nurse, the nurse practitioner. The greater the level of responsibility, the greater the level of education needed. So just like right. medicine, physicians know, well, there's an entry level certification to help the guy or the gal lose a, a few pounds and get in shape and that sort of thing. And that's wonderful. But what about the kids that need behavioral modification? Because that their whole lives have been raised in these slotherly ways. We need our trainers to be able to go out and help change lives, behavioral modification. And what yep. about the senior population? It's, it's just a boom town. We have to go out yep. and address the seniors and show them that the quality of their lives can change dramatically. Uh, and, and you know this, uh, Dr. Bill Evans. You remember Bill Evans, uh, uh, the guy that did the fra famous uh, Framingham studies and Tufts and all that stuff back in the early 90s? He showed that a 90-year-old could put on lean muscle mass at the same rate as a 40-year-old. But you got to add wow. resistance. They have to be, you can't lift a one-pound dumbbell and do this stuff. You have to right. be under supervision. And he didn't, he didn't cherry-pick his, his, his uh, subjects. He went into the rest homes, not the retirement facilities, when he did those famous studies. And, and so we know that that level of, of prevention and even treatment is second to none. But you know what, Pete? There's no money in that, meaning that there is no money in healthy people in medicine. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, the healthy people are the best ones in your health insurance plan. They basically like support everyone else. So when you think about this, 
And I wish, I wish there was a government policy, just like, you know, you have to wait a certain time to get a gun. You should have to wait a certain time to get a fucking pharmaceutical prescription and say like, look, that person needs to go into a health club for six weeks. If they're in the same condition and they need to be on this medication, which they're now going to be on this medication for life, which is the best recurring revenue, high margin business, right? Give them to us first. Like, let us fix the problem. And I feel like there's policies that these pharmaceutical companies that come up with terrible names, by the way, you know, oh. eccentric. And you, I don't oh. know. I mean, no, I don't know who that marketing people are, but like that, that gives me hope that like they're not really good at what they do. They just have to put money in doctors' pockets. But how do we figure out a way for the insurance companies to incent either the clubs or the doctors to say, you know, just like a, a teacher, what do you get? What do you get graded on? Like the success of my students in, in, in certain, you know, progressive school districts, right? Like what are the results? The results are not the healthcare insurance companies paying for all these prescriptions at 90% margin. It should be like, how many healthy people do you have? What would you give them? And what were the results? And I feel like hopefully we'll get there in the next couple of years as people re realize what the cost is. Well, Pete, you're not going to want to hear this. I, 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 my neighbor was the vice president of the second largest insurance company in this country. I went to him. We had a couple hundred thousand personal trainers in, in the country, in the U.S., 300,000 overall in, in the world at that time. And I went to him with a, with a plan. I said, I, we, we didn't want anything out of this. All we want you to do is you have insured, we have trainers, we want you to send, and we don't even want you to pay for them. We want you to pay for them after the factors, every six, every six weeks when those markers demonstrate there is objective change in their health. And Pete, he cut me off. Now, this is wow. my neighbor. This is my neighbor. He cut me off and, and I was about 20 minutes into this presentation because I already had the whole plan laid out. And he cut me off. He goes, Sal, Sal, hear me out. He goes, a healthy male, 35 to 55, brings me anywhere between $250 and $350 a month. A high-risk male of the same age category brings me anywhere between $1,500 and $2,500 a month. And then he said, do the math. Pete, I visualized ricocheting his face off of the table. I threw down a $100 bill and I walked out. Fortunately, did you? Uh, I, oh, of course I did. I, oh, that's amazing. I, I've never seen that. That's such a great mic drop. Oh, $100 bucks for your time. They said $100 well, bucks for your time. I took, I took, I took, I took him out to lunch. I took him out to lunch. So I didn't even know what the bill was. I just threw $100 down. I walked out because why? And then I realized we can't change it from the top down what you were saying uh -huh. about drugs and that sort of thing I, i've already been through this countless up and in this industry since its inception you can't change it because the physicians go to medical school in medical school they learn diagnosis and then the treatment is drugs period or surgery right so right, that's right. the that's their what they call healthcare no 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 the fitness profession is the healthcare profession they you right. know it, Pete, it's the five key elements. There's there's five of them that I, over the past 50 years, there have been more scientific and medical studies proving the domain of the fitness industry, weight training, cardiovascular wow. conditioning, flexibility, sensible, personalized nutrition, 
and an active, positive lifestyle. Those five key elements are responsible for preventing and even reversing virtually every disease today. And they can't, that doesn't make money. There's no, right. I get it. There's no, here's the, here's the thing. Like when someone comes out with a report today that I read and they link it up, I put it on LinkedIn, they say, this study shows that uh, it uh, exercise and strength training and flexibility, it's, uh, you know, elongates, elongates your life. It makes you happier. I'm like, did you really need a study for that? Like how many more studies do you want you're, you're, for like oh, just common sense? It just doesn't, well, do it. Like it's the best. Why don't we take the top 10 studies? Put them in a Dropbox folder and say, we're not doing any more research. Well, Pete, you, 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 you nailed it. And, and unfortunately, with the world that we live in, the world that our industry lives in is a bubble. We know the importance of taking care of ourselves. We know the importance of all of those domain, weight training, activity. Just don't, you know, posture. We know that stuff. But I saw a clip of a woman, a, an obese woman, single mom, in a, in a in a suburb deep in the south and they interviewed her and her child who was like 10 he was morbidly obese and what stuck me was when the camera panned to her she said i i just don't know what to do huh. and then i realized wow this is where our army comes in this is right. where the we have to build this ground like force onboarding. we don't have like a, a really good onboarding What's your condition? Here's the rent. What's your condition? Here's the rent. Yep. And to make it fun. We had a guy on who said to us, like, who was, you know, uh, not that overweight, but, he, you know, probably 40, 50 pounds overweight. And he says, you know why I don't go to a health club anymore? Because you guys think I'm going to achieve something in 90 days. I want to go somewhere where you pitch me fun and results, but don't make me feel like I'm going to sign up for something that I'm not going to achieve. That's what he said. You said, make it fun. You, you nailed it. And the, and the, and the health club industry can give you those statistics, Pete, because the attrition rate, right? They, 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 they enroll a hundred people, 20 people show because what? Because they, they aren't having fun. And so the law of individuality is crucial with every single person. Figure out what they like. Are they fast twitch? Are they slow twitch? Do they, are they an endurance person? Do they enjoy bicycling more than they do a treadmill or a stairmaster? So, Sal, you're gonna you're gonna love this. So, in the uh, I was at this connected uh, health and fitness event in LA last week, and I was a panelist on the uh, future of fitness. It's all these like software companies that'll do this and that for you. And a woman asked me, "What's the future of fitness?" I'm like, "I want to start this off by saying, you can't have artificial intelligence until you have intelligence. <laughs> so, everything that you're talking about right now is like get to know the person." and figure out what motivates them. And then you actually have the intelligence to do something about it and craft up a plan that actually gets them results. And I don't understand why we're using email marketing and text message. We're like, oh, I communicate with my members. Bro, you know, the, the success rate of a health club member, if this 40% or 50% attrition is less than applying a lap band. Yeah. 55% it's success rate on a lap band. It, it's, That's where we're at right now. And, and so what happens is they aren't taking advantage of the personalized questions that you ask at the onset and all marketing and all communications is geared towards that person and not this massive drop that everybody's the same. And that's, that's, somebody said, yeah, 
Somebody said the other day, like we, we create these personas like, uh, you know, like Silver Fox and like uh, Soccer Mom. Why don't, you just, why don't you do one for Pete Moore? Why don't you do one for Sal Araya? Like, why do we have to bundle people when we get it? They're a member. Yeah. They're not like a, no, it just doesn't. And then somebody said to me the other day, I want to get this in. I'm like, how many members do you have? They're like, I have uh, 180,000 members. I say, how many employees do you have? 1,800. Okay. So that's 100 employees. I'm sorry, 100 members to one employee. All right. Why don't you give everyone 100 members as part of their job that they're responsible for? Right. It's only 100. Right? It's not 1,000. Right. Somebody doesn't think about the math of if we want to have, provide people with results, let's actually support that. And, and, People enjoy people enjoy the results. They also enjoy being rewarded with peer support. And so we don't often take and go, hey, you know, what's your what are your goals? And then all of a sudden, when they achieve some little marker, everybody knows about it. And they yep. get their face printed. I used to, I it, it it it's kind of a similar thing, but I used to in my clinic back a hundred years ago, I had a sports medicine clinic in Santa Barbara. And when a patient would refer someone to me, they got into this little newsletter that went out every month. It was called Back Talk, and they had their picture, and it said, thank you for referring. And they had the numbers of people and the names of the people that they had referred. I used to get Love complaints. It. I used to get complaints from patients who said, you left off two patients that I referred to you. <laughs> and they were just waiting to get their a recognition for helping somebody. Because in general, people yeah. really do. They they want to help each other. And so I mean the benefit the benefit today is that, you know, people, if you want to call it the water cooler or wherever their community is, they don't talk about where'd you go on this ski trip? Where did you go? What what are you doing for fitness right now? How'd you lose weight? What how do you look better? Tell me what your secret is, right? Yeah. So everyone wants this this knowledge. And I feel like we need to educate ourselves better on marketing, better on actually member relationships, on intelligence. And then let's talk for a minute about the education side and, and your, you know, continued, you know, progression into saying, look, we got to get these people smarter, spend money on a trainer or someone in your organization, just like other organizations do that say, look, we're going, you're going a week on this trip. You're going to become better. I'm going to send you to Harvard Business School to do executive leadership, right? They don't do that as a perk, right? They do that because they want their employees to be better than others. Just like on a team, I want to feel the best team. The only way I feel the best team is the guys with the best skills, with the best vision and endurance, and they're going to be a team player. So how do we continue to do that, and how do you play into that? Can you imagine, can you imagine having a team of anywhere between one and a half dozen highly educated, they got their bachelor's or master's degree in exercise science, right? They are an exercise yep. physiologist, Pete. They aren't doing VO2 updates and working in a hospital. They're exercise science with an emphasis on personal training, have these highly skilled, highly educated individuals, and their, their task is to go out and conduct conferences and in-person events with physicians and healthcare facilities. So now we know that hospital-based fitness facilities pack up, but I'm talking about the doctors in the communities. And so yeah. when I did this with a handful of our better trainers, and I told them to go out and to, who had their degrees, and I needed them to go out and do, they couldn't, they, 
they had to hire more trainers because the physicians were refer- the physicians and the chiropractors were referring more patients than they could handle. Oh, wow. Nice. So talk about what Lionel U is doing, how you kind of saw the opportunity to say, look, let's splice this up. You can get a lot of different degrees. And that's the way I'm going to turn you into, you know, a master's degree or a doctor degree that didn't, doesn't really exist yet. Well, that that's exactly what happened. Back in, what, 80, uh, 87, 88, we, you know, I, I did the first personal training certification program, right? And then we grew from there. We came out with the, uh, you know, with, I started in 2011, the ISSA College of Exercise Science. So we had, uh, at that time, a nationally accredited, the only nationally accredited associate's degree in personal training. And so knowing just, again, Pete, just like I said, we have to have levels of education based on the level of responsibility. So we built a, our bachelor's degree, and then we built our master's degree, which just got recently accredited in 2021 and uh, formally approved. And so we did a name change because the, uh, for lack of a better understanding, oftentimes there's a loyalty and I understand this. There's a loyalty between UCLA and their students and USC and their students. But UCLA students don't want to necessarily mingle with UCLA students. Same thing in the fitness industry. You've got all these different certification organizations. And what I wanted was I wanted a common goal for the fitness profession. I wanted them to take their, their better trainers, the ones that wanted to advance themselves and to be able to refer them to Lionel without the stigma of, Got well, it. we're going to go to ISS. Oh, that's going to our I competitor. We're going to lose money. No, 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 no. We want to support every organization who has individuals who want to, who want to take and further themselves. Pete, I, I said it earlier. There's a lot of people who just want the one degree, right? The, the entry level cert, they're happy doing that. There's a lot of people who are just LVNs and they're, and yeah. we need those. Right. We need that army. That's that's a majority of the army. But as they grow, and our clubs have done this, our clubs have taken and uh, they've rewarded financially in salaries, a, a, a bump in the salary for an associate's, a bump in the salary for a, ma- a bachelor's, and a bump in the salary for a master's. But what we yeah. haven't done is we haven't put together those teams in the clubs to go out and to work with hand-in-hand every chiropractor and every medical allied health professional out there sure. to get those referrals. You can't, it, it, it's, it, it's a gold mine. It's a gold mine, it, but you can't do it with just one cert. It just, it's wrong. Yep. It's the wrong thing to do. Well, let's, let's pick up the rest of this conversation at Ursa. Oh, um, wonderful. I'm going to come up to you in California. Yeah. Um, and we were given this, this is like a teaser of Lionel University right here. We, we, we riffed a little more on the, uh, on the macro side, but I think that was necessary. I feel like you, you and I both got it out of our system. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, we're excited about what you're doing cool. and, uh, you know, we'd love to be a part of it. We, we started our Halo Academy cause we want to make people smarter. So we did case studies of business school classes. We've got people Halo 101, 102 certified. Wonderful. Um, but we think education is the key to everything. It creates a level of discipline, you know, consistency. And look, smarter people generate more business, right? They, can. they, they solve more problems. And yeah. that's, that's what people look for. I want an authority. 
and I want somebody to subscribe what to do. And what better than the personal trainer who I trust and I like, right? I don't go to a personal trainer more than three times if I don't like him as a person and I'll trust him. So I agree with you. Let's all, let's get an army of more educated people. Instead of hiring more people, let's wait until we get more people educated. And then we build a much bigger membership base that's actually getting results. And that's how it's going to happen. Grassroots. Oh, big time. Big time. And those teams in the clubs that go out and work with the medical and allied health professionals, they will attract more patients, more, more clients than the clubs can even imagine. Why? Because they're sick. They need the care. They need the oh help. So, and every doctor, every doctor says, go out and go out and uh, exercise, right? And then they drop the ball. Part one, part one of the Sal Araya evangelist movement, take one, halo sector. Hey, look, man, we're trying to solve obesity, loneliness, and diabetes. And I'm in a position where I used to work in finance. Um, I'm also a big health and fitness guy. So I could talk to talk with the health clubs. Yeah. I could talk to talk with the private equity and that's our lane. So we're going to make people smarter. Yep. You're going to help them get better unit economics by having better people. Yeah. Uh, so the labor as a percentage of revenue stays low, but then we got rock stars, you know, and that creates a dynasty. Yeah. So um, all this kind of plays into each other. You can't get capital unless you got good unit economics. You can't have good unit economics unless you got the right team on the field. And that's how we're going to solve these things grassroots. Yeah, so, uh, wonderful, wonderful. Awesome to see you, man. Well, Thanks for coming on. Lots. Thanks for the time, well, on, baby. I'll see you soon. Adios. Have a good one. Thanks for coming on, buddy.